Welcome to the Hot Mama Movement, a podcast for you, the empowered woman who wants more with her life, wants to realize what is possible, wants to grow as a person, and truly start living. I'm your host, Tatiana Amico, mom of two, certified health coach, successful entrepreneur, and business mentor, and I love helping women bring out that badass, unstoppable woman inside them waiting to come out. I've worked with hundreds of women and helped them realize the importance of taking care of themselves, their worth, their desires, and create some incredible change. If you're ready to stop feeling stuck and instead want to start living a healthy, confident, fulfilling, abundant life, then this is for you. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Hot Mama Movement. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited about this episode because we are talking a lot about one of the biggest reasons that I decided to become a certified health coach. And many of you may not know this, but I did struggle with getting pregnant. I don't necessarily think that I had infertility, but I did struggle for over a year to get pregnant. And when I finally decided, like, I don't want to be taking medications. I don't want to be doing anything else. I went and I saw a naturopath and I started to really get clear on how I was taking care of my body and wanting to really take care of my body and work on things like stress and mindset and stuff like that. And boom, I became pregnant. So this is what we're going to be talking about on this episode, it is going to be like a holistic approach to fertility. I'm speaking with Sarah Clark, who actually helps women get pregnant naturally. So I am interviewing Sarah Clark, who, when she was 28 years old, received a diagnosis of premature ovarian failure. She accepted the diagnosis and had both her children through in vitro fertilization. Years later, she realized the root cause of her infertility was a food intolerance. She is a certified life coach with accreditation from the International Coaches Federation and a health coach with training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Woo woo, that's where I went to. (laughs) She is the author of Fabulously Fertile, Supercharger Fertility Naturally, Fabulously Fertile Cookbook, and Fertility Preparation Program. Her fertility coaching program, which includes functional lab testing, supports couples to make diet and lifestyle changes that dramatically improve the chances of healthy pregnancy and baby. On her Get Pregnant Naturally podcast, she shares that with functional medicine and natural fertility solutions, we can eventually reverse infertility. Check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So with that, here is the interview with Sarah. I am here with Sarah Clark, who is a fertility coach, and I'm so excited to have you on. I think that this is so cool and actually so needed. So when I saw that you had your person reach out to me, I was like, yeah, I definitely have to get her on here. So I'm excited to have you speak about this subject because I think it's really important. And I was definitely snooping her site and everything that she had written. I was definitely doing some fist pumps because I believe in all of that. And yeah, with that, let's do this. So Sarah, if you wanted to give a little intro about yourself, tell us about you and what you do, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I can kind of give my story about, you know, why I came to this work, I guess. Do you want to start there or? Yeah, is that for good? sure. Okay, cool. So I always joked I was having menopausal hot flashes in my early 20s. I remember I was in HR at the time interviewing people. I'd be like fanning my face going, I'm having a hot flash. Well, it turns out that it was. So before that, my periods were like super irregular. I know when I was in a teenager, it was, they were really heavy and I would almost like 
faint every time. And then they became, they came a couple times a year. And I thought back in my early 20s, that was a good thing because I didn't have to worry about the monthly hassle. So then at that time, so I had irregular periods, sort of hot flashes. All of a sudden I got dandruff. I had like awesome skin when I was a teenager. Then all of a sudden I had this like super greasy chin and like an acne there. I'm like, where did that show up? That that was my early 20s. And then I was at this plan. I get married at 25. So I got married at 25. Then I wanted to have my children at 28. So at that time, so I was still having those health issues I talked about as well as I had this weird fungal rash on my chest and some yeast infections. And then at that time, my periods were still irregular. So I went to my OBGYN when I was 28 years old. And I was told they had premature ovarian failure, which is a loss of function of the ovaries, and basically told that my only chances of having children were through donor eggs. So I remember the OBGYN reached up on her shelf, grabbed the tilt and said, here you go. I remember leaving her office just going, what the heck just happened? I had, you know, I was in shock. But because I'm a person of action, I didn't take any time to grieve. I had no idea that any of those health issues I was talking about were linked to my fertility. And so I went straight to the fertility clinic and I was lucky enough, actually, so we found a donor, was lucky enough on the first fresh transfer to have our daughter, Ava. And Ava is 16. So this is back in the day when I said donor eggs and people were like, what is that? And now, you know, now with a standard Western diet and lifestyle, like a lot of people, you know, because I'm sharing my story about donor eggs, a lot of people come to me that are using donor eggs because they've been told that there's no other option for them. So, and then I, we had two embryos left over. And so we went back into the fertility clinic. My husband's like, Sarah, you seem a little stressed, kind of like chill out. Maybe you shouldn't go so soon because I want to have my children close together. Went back in there after about a year when my daughter was a year old. And then those embryos didn't work. So then went on another donor list for a separate donor and was lucky enough on the first fresh transfer for my son to have my son. And he's 13. And then, you know, when I had my daughter, my health began to suffer. I had nine colds in one year. Every cold went to a sinus infection. I thought it was a great idea to take antibiotics for every single cold. Not a great idea. I had vertigo. I had chronic bladder infections. I was peeing blood. I became allergic to like every antibiotic. I remember thinking at one point I had fleas. The dog had given me fleas. So we fumigate the house. I'm lying in the bathtub looking for fleas. Realized it was the hives that I got from the antibiotics. Yeah, so my immune system was just completely like horrible, but I was still doing my thing, still in corporate HR at the time. And then I decided I wanted to bring a, a life coaching course into the corporate environment. So did that, took the life coaching course. And then during that, that course, I kind of had my own personal wake up call where I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I really love health and wellness. And then I took a health coaching course and then the health coaching course, that's where I discovered for myself, it was uh, food sensitivities and then later gut infections. So for me, I'm intolerant to gluten, dairy, and corn. So I took those out of my diet and all my health issues gradually, you know, with lifestyle as well as nutritional therapies began to heal. But for me, it was too late. So I consider myself educated, somewhat smart, you know, that, but I'm like, I was, took a, like a heck of a long time to figure this out. I was 40 years old. I was fully in menopause at that time. I was no longer cycling naturally. So if you're still cycling naturally, there's things that you can do to help repair your body. So you really using the tools of functional medicine which looks at the underlying cause of disease, like there's hope in that. And that's my message. Yes. I love that. Thank you for sharing your story and for saying that. And I just wrote this down that 
our bodies are telling us something. Our bodies yeah. are constantly telling us something whenever something like that comes up, like everything that was coming up for you, that was your body saying, hey, something is going on here. How about we figure this out? And the problem that I see all the time is that our society tries to put a Band-Aid on it and tries to do something else versus figuring out what's going on internally to to correct that and then to be healthy and feel your best. And for you, who knows what would have happened? I mean, we all know that life is happening for us. So clearly you went through all of this to be able to educate others and help others, which is an amazing thing. It's so cool that you're doing that. But so what is it that you actually help women do in order to to become fertile or to have babies when they think that there's no hope, right? Basically, do you get women that feel like they have no nothing? Yeah, so so usually they come to me after years of heartbreak. Like they've had failed cycles, miscarriages, stillbirth, you know, they've they've tried for years and gone the conventional medical route, spent thousands of dollars. So they come to me kind of as that last hope, kind of, you know, I've had people say at, at age 32, I'm ready to give up. You know, my next step is adoption or donor eggs. I'm giving up and I'm like, "Oh my goodness." Like it's it's because they've been told by an educated, well-meaning RE but has not been trained in functional medicine and that, you know, sorry, your chances of having your own child are essentially 2% or less. And that gets like stuck in their, in their mind and they feel there's no other hope. So for me, it's kind of looking at functional medicine, which looks at the, you know, the underlying cause of disease or illness. And really many doctors or not many, but some doctors are starting to move towards this way of, of, of practicing medicine because really they're, they're sick of writing prescriptions and managing disease and illness instead of preventing it. So really it's, you know, looking at the whole person. So even though people come to us with infertility, like we don't just go after the diagnosis, right? Because we have all these specialties in, in conventional medicine. You know, you're, you got something around with your d- digestion, you go to the GI, you got something around with your reproductive, you go to the RE, you know, you've like the dermatologist, there's all these different specialties. Well, it's like, wait a minute, the whole, the body is a, as a whole. And for me, I had skin issues. I had, you know, fungal issues on the chest. I had dandruff and then I went to bladder. Then it went to sinus. So all these different things were different doctors, and that's not treating the underlying cause of it. So, you know, people come with infertility, and then we look at their health history, and it's never just infertility. It could be asthma. Yeah, so, so I guess it hits different things. So it'll hit, it'll hit joints. So people are experiencing joint pain like arthritis or, or painful joints or stiffness. They could go with mood, people that have ADHD or depression, anxiety, irritability like for me after I had my daughter I was I didn't think I had postpartum because I wasn't like crying in the corner I'm not a weepy kind of person I was worried to freaking kick the corner I was like eh, I was so irritable and cranky mm-hmm. which is a sign right you don't need to be cranky all the time my husband was like probably like thank goodness she figured this out yeah so mood issues so anxiety which a lot of people struggle with too right just you know overwhelming thoughts and things like that and we've had people that go you know go through our program who come on, they're like, I have been anxious for years, like so anxious. And literally, as they go through the program, literally I had one lady that was like super smart, but but literally so anxious. And she's like, I don't feel anxious anymore. She goes, I don't feel that little fire that's kind of always like burning. I don't feel that, which is insane because people think they need to take any anxieties for that. So mood, then digestion, which is kind of one of the things when you think of food sensitivities, we kind of go go to digestion, but it goes to these other things. So digestion, so IBS, Crohn's, colitis, constipation, diarrhea, gas, bloating, burping, those are all like signs something's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Autoimmune disease, so MS, lupus, 
Hashimoto's, Graves, diabetes type 1, and then skin. So acne, psoriasis, dermatitis, rashes, hives, all those kind of things where people are kind of like putting on the topical creams going, why won't it go away? You know, buying all this skincare stuff that's, you know, that's just not getting... It's yeah, it's a band-aid. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of where it can hit. And then so we look at all of that and, you know, begin to look at a protocol that's right for, you know, everyone's different. For me, it's dairy, gluten, and corn. For someone else, it could be something different. Right. Yeah, and I the approach to our body is all working together. And I'll often tell people that with if they're having stomach issues or something and they're, they keep going to a GI doctor, I'm like, you need to go see someone that is going to look at everything. And I'll even ask that, are you stressed? Like, what's going on? What is everything that is going on? Because our body is working together to do the things and, and it could be manifesting in so many different ways. So it's so important. So I'm glad that you brought that up. So now... You do two things that I absolutely love. One is you're looking at food and food to be super cliche. What is that quote? I think it's uh, Hippocrates. Yeah. Food is thy medicine. Or food is thy yeah. medicine. Like it really is. So think about what it is that you're putting in your body. If it's not whole, if it's not like whole foods, right? It's all that processed stuff, the refined stuff, the sugar, like really think about that and notice what it's doing to you right? Like how is it making you feel? What is it doing to you versus when you start switching to all the good stuff, how, how that makes you feel, what that does for you. And then I also like that you brought up the food intolerances, but then the other part that I was like, yes, it was the visualization part, the visualizing, the meditating, all of that. So can you talk about those things, please? Yeah, totally. So, and you know, you could be eating a super healthy diet, but if you've got like mindset issues, mm-hmm. I was watching a documentary a couple weekends ago on iTunes called Heal. And it's just about the power of the mind. There was a woman there. She ate like diet, you know, green juice and, you know, organic and all this sort of stuff. But she ended up getting cancer. And, and this said, so her friends did a GoFundMe account for her or to raise money for her because they're like, if she's getting cancer, we are doomed. We are screwed. Then she did the work and she found out she had all these like mind relationships, all these different mindset issues. When she worked on that, the power of the mind to heal the body like the mind body approach, she was able to go into remission. And so I guess kind of linking that back to, so maybe we'll kind of start with the food side of things. Kind of like, so with food, I like the quote from uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, who's the uh, chairman of the Institute of Functional Medicine and also director of the Cleveland Clinic. He talks about what what we put on our fork every day is more powerful than anything we'll find at the bottom of a pill bottle, which I'm like, yes, I'm like crazy. So we start our people off by doing a food sensitivity test because you know, we can sit here all day long kind of you know, pontificate as to what we're going to be intolerant to. But until you kind of look at the food sensitivity test, so it's really kind of, and this is different than, so we, we think of food sensitivities, we think of, you know, that immediate reactions. So my son is anaphylactic to kiwi. So when he has kiwi, his lips blow up and there's going to be a breathing problem. So he carries an EpiPen. So that's that immediate reaction where you can have hives, breathing issues, that sort of stuff. So that's an IgE test that they run that your, your allergist would do that little pricks on your hand. Where we're looking at an IgG test, which basically looks at, so the bread you had on Friday starts impacting you on Monday and you never figure it out. You're like, I don't know, like I've got headaches on Monday. You know, my digestion is off on on Monday and you'll, you'll never connect the dots. So really the food sensitivity test, and we look at either, depending on where you are in the country, because we ship these kits internationally, but we look at the LEAP MRT test. So that looks at 150 foods and 150 food chemicals, figures out exactly what, you know, what you're intolerant to. And then, and then you can see it. 
And then the IgG test, depending on, again, where you are in the country, that, that one looks at uh, 98 foods. So what we have people do the, the elimination, sorry, we have the people do the food sensitivity test. And then while we're waiting for the results, because we've had people just, like testing can be, like it's expensive, but it can be easy where you're like, you get it and then throw it over your shoulder. You don't do it, you don't, you don't do the work. So we have people do the food sensitivity test and then we immediately start them on the elimination diet. So the elimination diet is we, we take out the top allergens, take out dairy, gluten, corn, soy, eggs, peanuts. Yeah, six of those out of your diet for 10 days and then systematically reintroduce them and see how your body feels. So sometimes you, you know, you bring back in corn the first day and you're like, Oh, I have my asthma, I feel a little wheezy. Or you bring back in dairy, you're like, oh, I feel a little phlegmy. That's kind of interesting. And you need to make, you know, make sure you write, you know, write down these symptoms. And then maybe you bring back in gluten, you're like, oh, I feel a little bloated, or I feel sluggish, I feel cranky. So it's really important to write, write down how you feel because I've had people two weeks later, they're like, ooh, I'm gonna have some, you know, I'm gonna bring back in gluten now. And remember how you told me that when you brought gluten back in, you felt super sluggish and you were crawling around and you're bloated and you know all this stuff so like that's a clue right something's going on your, like your, your body's telling you and you're kind of like oh no i'm fine so we have them do the elimination diet and then that kind of really figures out exactly you know how how food impacts your body and then you get the food sensitivity test and you can further fine fine tune it and then we Take it a step further. We use a Dutch test, which is a hormone test. It looks at your your hormones using urine uh, um, over the course of the day. So it looks at your cortisol levels because some people could say, you know, I'm not stressed, but maybe your cortisol levels are maybe you're burnt out. You're so right. stressed out. You don't yeah. even know it anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that affects your sex hormones. So that's looking at urine four times throughout the day. And then the other thing that we do that many doctors, like they just don't do this is a stool test. So we look at, we use a stool test called the uh, GI map. It looks at the D- DNA of the stool. So on my team as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, so she runs all these tests and develops this personalized diet and lifestyle t- protocol. In, in the stool test, we find parasites, worms, bacterial infections, H. pylori, we find fungal infections. So all these things, and then we develop a, you know, a, a natural protocol because you could then take that results take that to your conventional doctor and he could potentially he or she could potentially recommend an an anti-parasitic or an antifungal which then will it's important to do something but just to realize if you go the conventional route it'll wipe out every good piece of bacteria in your body mm-hmm. whereas you know we're looking at a more low and slow approach to keep all the good bacteria in your body so because the focus then is working on gut repair so knowing if you go the conventional route it'll just take longer to get that gut repair back so we what we just want someone people to do something with it because we've had people say oh i'm not gonna do anything because you know your survival is more important than conception and then the conception and really if you've got something going on in your gut like that if you got a gut infection good yeah. luck yeah yeah important to take mm-hmm. care of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of like the food angle of things and really like then then we develop that personalized diet and lifestyle protocol to really yeah, to help like looking at people's sleep, which is, you know, I've got people, you got to back their whole day up because maybe they're only getting five to six hours of sleep. So it's like getting, like, it's kind of those foundational tools or pillars. So sleep, movement, making sure you're like now is, if you're looking for fertility, now is not the train to train for the marathon, but nor is it for you to put your feet up on the couch. Like you want to like we, we, we have fertility yoga, so which is not like some people think of yoga as like power yoga. You're doing all these flows and stuff like fertility yoga is like like really slow. You could even feel like, really, this is all I'm doing. This is so 
slow, but that's the whole part of it. Like restorative yoga, like you hold the poses longer. Brisk walking is good and like high, um, high intensity, uh, um, interval training is good. And then also another piece is the environmental toxins. Like a lot of, you know, like our personal care, uh, our cleaning chemicals, those sort of things, putting a, like a stress on the body. If you've got all this, you know, the water you're drinking, plastics, all, all that kind of stuff. Just really quick for me, I wouldn't say that I was, had infertility, but I was having issues getting pregnant. And this opened my eyes when I was told, well, we could put you on this medication. And same, actually, the same thing actually happened with my stomach. I was having stomach issues and I was told, well, we could put you on medication. I was like, I don't want to do that. So for me, it was just an eye opener. And once I did that, all this information started coming at me because I'm very big into once you make a decision that you want to make a change, it's all going to come at you, right? Yeah. So ta- food, and then I, I became a health coach and I did. I started learning about all the toxins and, and everything that's around us, which is actually really freaking scary when you yeah. think about it. But we do have, you know, not to like creep you out, but we do, we are able to make better choices, which is really cool, which is what I, you know, I think is like, I have the ability to make better choices every single day. So with that, so yeah, the environmental, the food, and then what was the other one that yeah, like sleep, movement. Yeah, all of this is, again, combined to create what's going on internally and in our minds. Like we we use the, like the basis of functional testing so you can kind of get a target action plan and then looking at those foundational pieces and then we layer in the mindset. And we believe it's all three to get, but it's not all three at once, right? Because you'd be like, what are you talking about? I got to like change my whole entire everything I'm eating, my whole entire cabinet, it's over time, right? It's over time because if even doing that kind of stuff is too stressful for you, then it's like we meet you where you are, but it's to know that you, to, to make these kind of changes and, you know, it's super powerful and it's really, it's really empowering to know that you can make change, right? Especially when you're trying to have a baby and you've been told that, you know, you need to spend X amount of dollars, you know, I think it's, it's an average IUI is, has a 10% success rate. An average IVF has a 30% success rate and donor eggs are 50% success rate. And then it takes three cycles at a cost of $60,000 for, for an average IVF to be successful. So it's a lot of money and it's not guaranteed, right? And the fertility business, that is big, big business. And, you know, unless you're RE and I have, there's a, like a very small percentage that are trained in functional medicine to looking at the power of diet, lifestyle, functional tests, they won't tell you, you know, because they don't know. They only receive a little bit of nutrition training in medical school. Yeah. So hopefully with, you know, the Institute of Functional Medicine is going to start to to change that. And people, these doctors are, are you know, moving towards this model. But I really believe women, typically women are the ones that are coming to see me. They will demand that this is how, it needs to be how to heal their body to really for them and their future generations. Because I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff. Both my kids have food allergies, you know, and so like their, their health was affected because I didn't look at my health. So, and it's like, and it's future generations too, right? We have so much power as mothers or as what we do or anyone really like we have so much power what we put out there what we do can literally change the world but yeah. the future generations like my decisions what i'm doing I, it's funny i just put this on instagram stories my daughter she's two i was putting in my contacts and she was literally like mimicking me with the bot and all of that 
they watch us. They see what we're doing and we can create the change for us and with others by spreading, you know, as I say, spread the light and spread all of the information and share and all of that, but also for the future generation. So I think it's so awesome. And again, thank you so much for doing this. Let's talk visualization. Yeah, (laughs) I just love it. I know. Yeah. So for fertility, so Alice Domar, she's a Harvard researcher and really the pioneer of of mind-body fertility. So she's been doing this for for 20 years and she has groups that that basically include visualization, meditation, journaling, and, and support of other women. So because sometimes you can, you know, if you share that, if you show compassion to someone else going through the same thing as you, then you can shine that, that light of compassion back on yourself. Oh, so I really in that, yeah, I, just, I know, that. I know it's great. So, but really, yeah, you, you know, you can do the, the perfect diet, but if you forgot about this part, it's all equally important. So people that have been through her group, her, this sort of style of group, basically 55% went on to become, went on to get pregnant within six months. And then within two years, 95% went on to become a mother somehow. So really like the, the power of those different tools. And we just ran a mind, a mind body fertility group and we had 12 ladies in there and three of them got pregnant. So it's just with mindset, like they, we didn't even look at diet. We didn't even look at functional testing. So then you add that on, it just, you know, increases your success. So it's really powerful that that mind body connection and it's well documented. Yeah. Like what we see, what we focus on, That is where it's at. Not with this. Well, actually, it's interesting because I never really knew like this whole visualizing thing, but I did it all the time. Like I believe that we do that, especially as children. Like you see kids are dreaming constantly and I was doing that and I saw the life that I would have. I saw all of this stuff. I literally would see it. And then it was just all kind of pushed down because of society and all the crap and all of this. And then you know, when I decided, nope, this is going to be it. And I practice it every single day. I journal every single day. Well, I, for the most part, <laughs> you yeah, know, not I, about perfection, right? It's right, about doing no. the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and especially with kids too, and I'll do it in pockets and I'll share that, right? Like this morning I did a couple journaling questions. I wasn't able to meditate before this, but I will work it in some way today to at least do a couple minutes where I'm doing it. And you can visualize whenever, right? You could just be in the car if you're, well, be careful, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in the shower, in the shower is a yeah. great place to start visualizing and just thinking about what it is that you want and feeling it inside of you. What is it going to feel like when this happens? Whatever it is that you want for you, it's so powerful. So I'm so glad that you brought that up and I'm glad that, you know, you teach that. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, John Kabat-Zinn, which is you know the kind of the godfather of mindfulness, he talks about you know when you're in the shower to practice mindfulness. So it's like you know when you smell the shampoo, you felt you smell the soap, you can you know see the steam, you can feel the water touching your body, and every time you go into the little story in your mind, and then you bring it back, that's mindfulness. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's like every time you bring it back is mindfulness. Can we get that kind of glimpse of? being like right there with the water because sometimes in the shower we're a million miles away thinking about our whole entire day right but it's like yeah bring it back yeah that's funny that you say that because I always joke that my best ideas and everything else comes in the shower but now I'm going to start doing that because I didn't even know what mindfulness really meant before so this is a good example of it so thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing that Mm -hmm. so is there anything else that you wanted to add yeah, what was I just thinking there? So the mindfulness piece and then 
So a lot of women that are going through infertility, they could feel like broken is a word that comes up a lot. They could feel like really under a lot of pressure because it doesn't matter if they're 28 or 38, wherever they are, they're past the time that they you know, want to be able to bring a child into this world. So they're always in a panic. And so there's all this pressure they put on themselves. So it's really being able to kind of, you know, so looking at that visualization piece, sometimes they can't even visualize themselves pregnant. They can't visualize themselves having the baby, might be able to visualize like maybe a toddler. So it's being able to, you know, kind of start very slowly with this. And maybe, you know, I would recommend to do, you know, three to five minutes of breathing or meditation a day. And you can look at Calm, C-A-L-M app. They have guided visualization and time visualization and also insight timer is a good one. You can check out my Get Pregnant Naturally podcast. I interviewed a person who co-founded Expectful. So that's a uh, fertility birth and postpartum meditation app. And you can actually get a free 31-day trial if you look on my podcast. So just pick something that works for you. You can even just put on some spa music and put your timer on your iPhone. Like it's super easy, but it's like commit to five minutes a day. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So where can everyone find you, your podcast, your site, wherever? Yeah, totally. So you can check my podcast out. So Get Pregnant Naturally. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can uh, go to my website, so fabfabfertile.com. I've got blogs and free resources. One, I guess, a free resource, if you're looking at the food side of things, you can go to Fertility Diet Freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E, so Fertility Diet Freebie, and get your free three-day Fertility Diet Challenge. It's got all chef-prepared recipes and kind of helps you dip your toe into the world of food that is non-inflammatory, which tastes awesome. If you're looking for a visualization, you can also go to Get Pregnant Freebie, again, Freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And that's a uh, a 12-minute guided fertility visualization with a hypnotherapist that's on my team as well. So she guides you through that. Awesome. And I'll put the links to everything in the show notes so everyone can get that because sometimes I'm like, I need... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate this. This information was amazing. And again, I was just like fist pumping throughout when I was reading everything. I love it, love it, love it. So thanks again for joining us. I hope that you all enjoyed this because this information was on point. So with that, have an amazing day. Well, I hope that you found that very insightful and educational and kind of cool, right? I think it's so cool how our body works together and our mind and everything and how it plays this big role in just how we're feeling and even with fertility, right? It's pretty cool. So if you are going through something like this, definitely reach out to Sarah. Definitely check out our podcast, her link. She has all those freebies and stuff and all the links are in the show notes and on my blog post page. But how cool is it to know that, you know, we can be so empowered. We do have the chance to make a change in ourselves, right? It's just a really cool feeling. I'm all about feeling empowered and knowing that we have control of our lives and how we feel and all of this stuff. So again, I hope that this really helped you. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me or to Sarah. You have all the info on all my social media and my email, again, in the show notes and in the blog post. And P.S., I have something amazing, amazing, amazing in the works for any of you ladies that struggle with food, whether it might be emotional eating or you just are continuing on this like dieting cycle 
counting calories, counting points. You don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to be restricting. You don't want to be living with shame and regret and guilt when it comes to food. I get it because I was her. I started dieting from the time I was really, really little. Like I'm talking second grade. I grew up in a diet culture. It continued through my 20s, calorie counting, points counting, crying because I had too many pretzels, sitting in front of the TV alone, eating my way through an entire package of cream cheese and crackers, sneaking the drive through and getting rid of the evidence, digging through the trash for cake I had thrown out and wishing I would have doused it in bleach. I felt so lost and out of control from such a young age. I had no idea why I couldn't control myself. I had no idea why it wouldn't end. I joked about messing up my diet with the cake, the pizza, the fries, but I was hurting so bad inside, I just didn't get it. I was in a vicious cycle, diet, shame, guilt, regret. It was a cycle that took me years to break but I am free of it now and damn, it feels so good. I'm finally living. This is about empowered eating, right? And losing the diet mindset. That is what it's all about and I've become so passionate about helping other women break that cycle and faster than I did. So I created a free group, a free community on Facebook, a space to help you with some of my biggest tips and you'll hear from other ladies, their biggest tips, ladies that have gone through this and have broken up with this cycle as well, the diet cycle, and where you'll also be able to be the first to know of my newest program that I'll be offering to help you take control once and for all. I am so excited. It'll be launching on my birthday, May 14th. So if you are ready to stop dieting, stop living with guilt, shame, and regret around food, stop counting calories, freaking out about bad or good foods, and deprivation, learn how to break free and start living without restriction, create lasting change, and of course, still have a life because you guys know I like to party. <laughs> You'll be learning from a registered dietitian who lost 100 pounds and kept it off, and of course, the support and guidance of a certified health coach, me, Tatiana Amico. So all you need to do is go to tatianaamico.com slash eegroup and request to join. There will be a couple questions for you to answer. Again, it is tatianaamico.com slash eegroup and request to join that and you will be getting lots of great information and tips on how to end the diet cycle, about emotional eating, all of that. And then of course, be the first to know about my newest program that will be coming out. And this is all about mindset and your relationship with food. It has nothing to do with exercise. So join that. I would love to have you again, tatianaamico.com slash eegroup. And I hope that you have an amazing, amazing day. Remember that you are deserving and you are capable.